Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Friday, March the 24th, 2023. It is currently 10.17 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, without really trying, we stumbled upon kind of a theme today. And this theme, I think, is going to serve as a good transition for what I am holding in my hands right now. This very thing that arrived at my doorstep a couple of hours ago, thanks to Amazon. It's right here. I think it's going to serve as a good transition. If you haven't been with us today, we kind of stumbled upon this theme. We started the day with live broadcasting by reviewing a sermon on John chapter 2 and the account of Jesus cleansing the temple. And there's a lot that we that you think anyone preaching on that text would talk about, about Jesus, about what he's doing, about what this text says about Jesus. But in some bizarre I don't even know what you call it. In some bizarre way, the person preaching made the text that is about Jesus cleansing the temple. They somehow used that text to make it about themselves, to make it about all the good works they do and all the ministry they do and how they help the homeless and how they help uh, homeless vets and people addicted to drugs. And they made it all about them. And then they turned around and made it all about us and that we need to be doing this and we need, and that, that we need to be more merciful. And, and we need to, if, you know, if you see someone in school who's being bullied, you need to pray about what you should do. And then maybe you should take up for them. I mean, the whole thing was crazy. But it, it centered around it making us the star of the show. Then, today is New Music Day, and news articles are all over the place because the Lana Del Rey album, her new album, has a four-and-a-half-minute sermon clip from Judah Smith, which has caused people who are Christians and people who are non-Christians to all lose their minds and everyone's having reactions to it. But at the end of the sermon clip, Judah Smith makes this claim the statement that, hey, I used to think I was preaching about you, but I'm now, I'm preaching about me. I'm preaching for me. I thought I was preaching for you, but I'm preaching for me. And my initial interpretation was, wait, he, he's in a sense confessing to God. I used to think my preaching was about you, but I've made it about me. But now we, we think that what he was trying to say is, hey, guys, I'm not preaching for you. I'm preaching for me. But no matter how you look at it, once again, you have where we are becoming the, the focal point, where we are becoming the, 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 do I make the sermon about the congregation or do I make it about me? Do I make it about God? Do I make it about me? Do, do, like, it, just, there's this theme of us throughout the American church almost approaching spirituality and even turning God almost into a tool to further us, to, to give us what we want peace. Like, it's about us. Like, God is simply used to make it about us. Christianity is simply used to make it about us. And that we almost have used Christianity as an excuse for our own narcissism. That in reality, we say we're worshiping God, but we really worship self. It's about us, 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 us. And that so much of preaching and so much of teaching, really, we make ourselves 
the star of the narrative, even when we're not even in the narrative, when even when we're not even in the text, we make it about us. So that's kind of a theme we've stumbled upon and we've been talking about, and maybe we could flesh that out and, and I could probably deal with the, some of those issues in a better way than I have today, but at least it, it started that kind of conversation. Well, while all of that was going on today, Amazon, the Amazon delivery person, sat right next to my front door, a box, and I opened the box and here was the book. I've told, I I did a podcast about this book. Not too many of you listened to that episode, but I told you about the book. The name of the book is Know Him. Not Know Us, Know Him. And underneath it is Know Him, A Year of Daily Bible Readings on the Character of God. Now, I love the cover Um, I love it. It says, know him, a year of daily Bible readings on the character of God. And then um, it's got these mountains. It's got these mountains and trees, but it's it's drawn in a very like simplistic way. It's not like a painting. It's, you'd have to see the cover. I just, I love the cover. I love the cover. I love the feel of it. Um, Yeah, I love it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, ooh, I like like this. That's one of the great things about getting a physical book, right? Just so much about it. I love the smell of it. I love to touch it. I love it. I love it. So I immediately was was blown away about that. So I love the look of it. I love the feel of it. I could carry this around all day. I love it. Okay. It's kind of a, almost it feels like a, what is this made out of? Let's see. Does it say, let's see, does the cover, does it tell me what it's made out of? I don't think it does. It almost feels like, a, probably it's kind of a, not a, not a, not a real leather, kind of a, Imitation type leather, kind of an imitation kind, but it's, 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 I love it. I just like the way it feels. I I can't really describe it, but yeah, I love it. Um, It's from Our Daily Bread Publishing, who puts out the Our Our Daily Bread devotional. Now you may, that means obviously it's not going to be something deep theological. It's going to be very simple and very surface, very devotional in nature, obviously. I mean, it's 300, it's a a year of daily Bible readings on the character of God, right? So obviously we know, but immediately just realize where the focus is, right? I know I'm focusing here on the cover and everything, but let's just go back and the title of the book, Know Him, A Year of Daily Bible Readings on the Character of God. Well, in contrast to this kind of theme that's emerged where we make it about us, here's a book that's saying for a year, Let's focus on God. Let's not focus on us. At least that seems to be the intention here. Now, once we get into the actual book, we'll see if they actually make it about God because so many times I've read books that are supposed to be about God and spends more time talking about us, but we will see. But I love the concept. Know him focuses on God. A year of daily Bible readings on the character of God. Now, the back of it, the back of it, reads like this, wise, holy, creative, and good only begin to describe our God. To truly know him, to appreciate the depths and breadth of all that he is, we must read his word. I completely agree with that. And this year of readings collected from every book of the Bible, I do love that, every book of the Bible you're going to be reading from if you go through this book, Draw near to God in awe and wonder and experience his marvelous attributes 
as revealed in Scripture. And here are the attributes, love, trinity, truth, just, merciful, glorious, transcendent, and faithful. Now, you could, you could argue, well, wait a minute. What about holiness? What about wrath? What about, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things we could, we could talk about, but at least I like the concept that it's about making it about God and not about us. So you open it up. The first page is know him. It just says know him. The, 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 the paper is this bright white paper. I really love it. It's just like, almost, I mean, almost like a, I don't even know how to, it's just this bright white. I, I love it, all right? It says, Know Him, a year of daily Bible readings on the character of God. Joel Armstrong, general editor, Our Daily Bread Publishing. Then it has contents. First, we have an introduction, getting to know God, which we're going to look at. Then January, oh, okay, all right. The back does not give us all the ones they're going to look at. Here's how it's going to break down, all right? January is on God's wisdom, him being wise. February on holy, all right, so that, that, that was good. Uh, March, merciful. April, faithful. May, transcendent. June, trinity. July, creative. August, glorious. September, just. October, truth. November, uh, good. And December, love. Now, we probably could talk about maybe wrath, maybe. I don't know. But those are all really good. The next page is introduction, getting to know God. So let's spend a little time in the introduction. Then we'll jump over to the devotional, the reading for today, just to see what it looks like. Are you ready? Here we go. From the beginning to the end, from the beginning to the end, the Bible is God's story to us, revealing who he is through his actions, words, and relationships. Now, I like the fact that it's making, once again, it's about God. It's about God. And I just think that so much of today's Christianity is about us. This could be a refreshing change of pace, even though it may, may, may not be the most theologically in-depth. It may not be the most theological in nature. It may be much more devotional. At least I can take the devotional and get my attention off myself and on God. I think that that could be somewhat beneficial. It says, in the beginning, I'm back to the book. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. From the very first page of his story, we already see that God is creative, sovereign over heaven and earth, and unimaginably powerful as he calls into being massive stars and tiny fish with a few words. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. He who was Seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 and verse 5. And at the end, God is still showing himself to be the same person. He's always been the true king of the world, faithful to his people and promises, who has never stopped creating things anew. Today, there are many things we hope to find in the Bible's pages. We look for, maybe we're looking for spiritual self-improvement because our minister said we should read it, or relief because we feel guilty that, that we're not. Maybe we want that feeling of approval we get uh, when we tell a friend what we read in God's word this morning. Our, read, our reasons for reading scripture are often based on what we've been told the Bible is, 
a roadmap for getting through life, a moral compass to guide our decision-making, an instruction booklet for all our spiritual questions. Now, let's stop right here. Yeah, I think a lot of people go to the Bible for a lot of reasons, but I think a lot of the reasons are self-focused, self-centered. And I think a lot of people think the Bible are all kinds of, the Bible is a moral compass. The Bible is direction. But I don't think we sometimes say we go to the Bible to learn about God because it's a book about God. We think it's a book about us, a book for us. Do we need a, a massive change in perspective? They go on to say, it's worth asking, how did Jesus, God himself incarnated as a human being, approach scripture? Now, that's a good question. How did Jesus, God himself incarnated as a human being, how did he approach scripture? How did the eternal son of God approach scripture? While on earth, true God, yet true man. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus read from the prophecies of Isaiah about miraculous healings, freedom for the oppressed, and good news for the poor. Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, Jesus said, Luke 4.21. The scripture pointed to Jesus, to, ju to his just character and his work of redemption. And after he rose from the dead, Jesus appeared to two of his disciples who were struggling to understand his sudden brutal death on the cross. To make sense of his death and resurrection, Jesus again turned to the Bible. Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. He looked to scriptures to reveal a person. Do we truly look to the scriptures to learn about God, or do we look to the scriptures to see self, focus on self, obsess over self? It, like, like have, we, have we completely twisted the entire plot, the entire narrative? Whatever our previous ex expectations of the Bible, whatever our previous expectations of the Bible, this time, so they're, they're saying, okay, whatever, however you've approached scripture in the past, this time, once you buy this book, knowing him, once it's in your hands, this is what they say. Let's look for it to speak to us about who God is. Throughout scripture's pages, we'll find a complex, profound, and sometimes overwhelming portrait of God. Now, I love the fact that they say complex, profound, and sometimes overwhelming portrait of God. When you really go to the scriptures to learn about God, sometimes it is complex. Sometimes it's confounding. Sometimes it's confusing. It's always overwhelming because us trying to understand God is always co complex, confusing, confounding, and overwhelming because, well, that's God and, well, we're not. They go on to say, um, he is love. He is utterly holy. He is here and everywhere at once. He is three in one. He is righteous and just, merciful and faithful and all-knowing. He became a human, human but is infinite, far beyond our comprehension, and capable of being fully expressed through written books. So I, I, I love the fact that it's making it about God. 
So, so this is a perfect way to end the day of live broadcasting is to say that we've been struggling with how we, we re- listened to an entire sermon that didn't even make Jesus cleansing the temple about Jesus. The preacher made it about themselves. This is what the book goes on to say. Yet we long to know this person who created us loves us and redeems us, even if words like everlasting and holy can't contain him. They are tools he himself has given us to understand him. So in this year of daily readings, each month we'll look at one of God's attributes revealed in the Bible, his glory, transcendence, truth, and so much more. And every day we'll look at a pa- we'll look at passages from the Psalms, from the Old Testament, and from the New Testament to deepen our understanding. Now, I love that. They're going to use Psalm, Old Testament, and New Testament. I don't know if you catch on there. That's very lectionary-like. If you know the lectionaries, right? The, the, if you know, like, the Sunday lectionary is usually four readings. Sometimes the Psalm is not always referred to as a reading, but you get an Old Testament, you get a Psalm, you get a gospel, and you get an epistle. But during the weekdays, you typically get a Psalm, Old Testament, and a gospel, right? So, um, that, so I, it's kind of using a historical system. Using a historical approach that every day, let me read it again. In this book, every day you're going to look at passages from the Psalms, from the Old Testament, and from the New Testament to deepen our understanding. Now, I don't, let me see, let me look here. Yes, every day you're going to get three, three scriptures. Now, of course, this is devotional in nature. So you can't go into this thinking this is going to be a theology textbook. But it can be a starting point to launch you into, like, you could supplement this book with a book that goes much more in depth on the attributes of God. And, and we may, I may point you to one, a very famous one. It may be too in depth, but it would be uh, an interesting one to supplement. So maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll, we won't talk about it now, but maybe, maybe we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll talk about it in a, in a different uh, podcast episode. But for now, I want you to focus on this book. All right, here we go. It says, and preparing to explore God's character in this devotional, I, I immediately wondered, where should we start with the Apostle John's most famous declaration, God is love, uh, which the first word, with the first words of creation, when God discloses himself as the source of all of our own creativity? There are many excellent starting points. However, as I begin to map God's attributes onto each month, I considered how the seasons of our Christian calendar highlight different aspects of his character. During Christmas, we savor God's love, his immediate desire to be God with us. During Lent and the days leading up to Easter, we remember God's mercy, that he is slow to anger and compassionate with our sins. During Epiphany, we see God's wisdom in bringing salvation to all nations. And in celebrating the transfiguration, we see God's unveiled glory. Now, once again, that's the absolute beauty of the historical church calendar, which I've talked about before. There's a lot of beautiful things about it that you get. Well, we won't go through all of that, but so clearly he, the, they're kind of using the same concept here. Um, whatever, whether it is the part of your church tradition to observe Advent or Pentecost or the Ascension, these moments from New Testament history point us to the distinct facets of God's person. And so the readings here do that as well. And yet, not distinct facets of God's person. 
There are differences, of course, between God's love and his holiness, but in studying his love, we will see his uh, relationality, uh, his relationality, and we cannot even talk about his holiness without describing how he is wholly other from all his beings. He is in relationship with, right? So they're going to say, they're going to show you that sometimes when you talk about these attributes or characteristics of God, you're like, well, God is this, but he's also this. And yeah, it was sometimes confounding and confusing. Let me, in fact, let me read this again. All right. And, uh, and yet not distinct facets of God's person. There are differences, of course, between love and his holiness. But in studying his love, we will see his relationality. We'll, we'll see relationality. We'll see how he relates to people. But we cannot even begin to talk about his holiness without describing how he is holy other from all beings. So and it's in one sense, he there, there's a relatability or, or he's in relationship with, but he's yet completely different. Um. So we will spend this year surveying God's character. We will return to familiar aspects of who he is and experience the rich overlap between his traits of faithfulness or justice or mercy because God is not contradictory and all of his attributes fit together into a perfect whole. Each set of readings is short, easily digestible in a few minutes, but I pray these passages linger with you throughout your day and that as you accumulate them throughout these weeks and months, a fuller picture of our great God will take shape uh, for you from the pages of Scripture. May you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory now and forever. Amen. Second Peter 3.18. All right. So I love everything about the introduction. I love it. Now, what? here's what I'm nervous about. I haven't looked yet. I haven't looked yet. I'm really nervous. I have the book, Knowing Him, right here. We just looked at the introduction. Everything about the introduction is perfect. It sounds wonderful. It sounds awesome. Hey, well, let's, let's focus on God for, for an entire year. That's what the book wants us to do, right? So, but, but I don't know how it's actually going to work. So what I'm going to do, I'm opening the book. Again, I love the, the paper that it's on. It's just bright white. I love it, okay? I'm going to March because we're in March, right? It is March, uh, what is the date? March the 24th, March the 24th. I, should, I said it at the beginning, all right? So but before I go to this day's reading, I'm going, I'm opening it up to March, all right? So I'm opening up to March. The month of March is all dealing with God's attribute of mercy, that he is merciful, the artwork, again, is beautiful, has those mountains, has the trees, has the sun behind the mountains, right? Again, it's, and it's, it's almost like someone sketched it out with like a pencil. It's not like this elaborate drawing. I like the simplicity of it, all right? Then th these is what it has here. It has these words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. How precious did thy, that grace appear the hour I first believed. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. Tis grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me. His words my hope secures. He, he will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. John Newton, 1789. So it starts with those amazing words from Amazing Grace, all right? 
Got it? That's great. It's about mercy. So that's good. Great way to just introduce the month. All right. That a lot I like if I was if I was reading, like if I was doing this devotional on my own, if just so that you know how I would do things, I'd be like, oh, that's beautiful. I would go grab a hymn book, I would look up Amazing Grace, and I would probably write down in my notebook, I would put March Merciful, and then I would just write down all every all the words, all the verses, all the course, everything for Amazing Grace. And I would say, I'm going to start each day in March reading that hymn, because that is a beautiful hymn. All right? Now, I could go right to March 1, but I'm not. I'm going to flip over to March 24th. I have not looked at it. I don't, I don't know how these are. Now, look, I'm looking at these pages. Oh, wow. I just noticed something. Interesting. Okay. All right. This, okay. I was not prepared for this. Are you ready for this? This book does not contain the words of men. I mean, other than maybe the introduction for the month where they quote like a hymn or something. It's a devotional. So I thought it was going to like give me the three references and then the whole page was going to be the words of the writer. There are no words of people in this book. This is bizarre. All right, here we go. Let me let me show you. Or, oh, I was going to like hold it up to the camera. Look. Okay, you can't see. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. March the 24th, the heading. God's generosity to the poor. It gives me three scriptures and they're printed out in the book. The entire page, there's no, like, there's nothing here. Like, there's not a devotional. I thought, I thought it was going to be a devotional written by the author. All the author did was just compile scripture for each theme. So you, we, there's no there's no way to argue. Oh, this book has theological errors, or this book doesn't go into enough depth. No, this is just a year of scripture. That's what it is. Here it is. All right, God's generosity to the poor. The first scripture they give us is Psalm sixty eight nine through ten. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it, and from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. Now, you know what you would have to do. You would hope you would have to go read the rest of Psalm 68 and try to figure out the context. But immediately it's about God and what God has done. Next is Leviticus 25, 35 through 36 and 38. If any of your fellow Israelites become poor and are unable to support themselves among you, Help them as you would a foreigner and stranger so they can continue to live among you. Do not take interest or any profit from them, but fear your God so that they may continue to live among you. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of of Egypt to give you the land of Canaan and to be your God. And then the third scripture is 1 John 3, 16 through 18. This is how we know that, that, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possession and sees a brother or sister in need but has no pity in them, how how can they how can the love of God be in that person? 
Dear children, let us not love with word or speech, but with actions and in truth. Now, you could argue that the third scripture tries to find a like a an application. Like based off God's generosity, we should show the same kind of generosity. Right? So you could argue, but but I mean the point is, is you you th- there's no there's no words from the author. And then underneath all of that, it just says this. God loves those who are poor and in need. Through his love, you can be generous with what you have. So that's that's all that the author adds. But you've got three scriptures there that then spend all of, well, today is almost over, right? but you could spend the rest of the evening focusing on God's generosity to the poor. This is not what I thought it was. I thought it was going to be like, well, a typical devotional. Like at the top, it would say, Psalm 68, 9 through 10, Leviticus 25, 35 through 36, 38, 1 John 3, 16 through 18, and then the whole page would be the words of the author. But no, 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 this is just scripture. I don't don't know if you would like it. I don't know if you would hate it. Now, to me, that would give me like every day, I I I could really dig in to that. It's called Knowing Him, a year of daily Bible readings on the character of God, our Daily Bread publishers, you can get it at Amazon. Um, I, think, I don't even remember how much it was. I think it was like $9. But um, it's not available on Kindle. Now, you could argue, well, is it really, I mean, it's just giving you scripture. I know, but it's organizing it that all the scriptures are about God. And I think that we need more than ever to get our focus off ourselves and stop make, being so narcissistic with our Christianity. That's just something that we've been talking about and was just the book showed up perfect today. So it's called knowing him. I I almost want to go do something with those scriptures. I almost want to do something with the March 24th scriptures, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. I just want to, I'll just let you think about them. There you go. There, I I could say, I, I could probably say more, but I won't. Know him. It's a beautiful book. It's a beautiful book. But, um, yeah. I Just being from our daily bread, I really thought, I really thought it was going to be a devotional, but it's not. I don't, I don't know. I, it would be interesting to how different people feel about it. Like a part of me was like, well, I was hoping for some kind of like, teaching that they would give me, but the fact that it just hands me the scriptures is kind of really unique and kind of cool. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to contemplate on what we can do with it. There's got to be something we can do with it. We we have to, I'm going to try, I'm going to at least try to benefit from it. And hopefully if I can benefit from it, I can try to help benefit. I can find a way to make sure you benefit from it. So we will see. All right, there you have it. If you have any questions, email me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great evening. God bless.